0: Four, three, two, one. up, level up, level up, level up, level up, never love, level up, 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 What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Beyond the Bleachers. My name is Samantha. Jocelyn, how are we liking our new music? I was are... you
1: about to say, new intro song alert. Did you hear me? Y'all throwback, but listen, you gotta love that song. I'm sorry, I don't care. It's hype. It's playoffs. Playoffs are amongst us. Coming in on Wednesday, we are ready, ready. I'm so excited. We over here changing up intro. <laughs> <laughs> it's the intro music. Oh, season atmosphere. Okay, we you have know, to change up change the vibe. Yeah, change <laughs> up the vibe. All right. I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling this, Sam. <laughs> so.
0: We decided that we were going to go a little bit rogue. We were going to change it up from our normal platform, our normal order of events. And we're just going to talk like the season has come to a close. We have a few days before the postseason starts. And so we were just doing a little bit of recapping off camera off recording yeah and so we're just kind of bringing it to our audience and doing a little bit of a recap of some of our I guess favorite moments from the last few weeks of the season we're gonna talk MVP candidates um, we're gonna talk about the controversies that I've seen over discussions of most imp- improved player. We're going to be giving some playoff predictions for the first round, and then we have a special announcement at the end of our episode that I'm super excited about, because Jocelyn and I are leveling up and taking it to new heights, so we'll get into what that will look like a little bit later, but it's been an exciting season for the WBA, it's been an exciting season for the podcast. And of course the conversations are always continuing because even as the season starts to come to a close, there's always more basketball to talk about, even in the off season. Um, and so we're gonna keep it going. Yeah. So as oh. we reflect on the last few weeks, the last few months, what have been your favorite parts of the regular season?
1: Well, Actually, I just wanted to jump in to the fact of I really enjoyed a clip because I didn't get a chance to see the whole game of Washington versus the Liberty uh this past what was that Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, and it's actually gonna go as one of my like season highlights and as my highlight for today, even though we're going rogue, I still have to say it's my highlight because, listen, my sophisticated spectators, if y'all didn't catch that game, I mean, I didn't either, but I saw all the red and red, I kept checking my uh, my Googles and whatnot to see who was up, and I just kept seeing how close the game was. And then I'm like, wait, Washington is up? Okay, Washington. And we talked about how Washington, as we, you know, discussed, have been so killer after getting a little healthy. And unfortunately, yes, uh, Christy Tolliver went out. But at the end of the day, they've been balling up and out, especially Brittany Sykes. So I have to give it to no other than Miss Brittany Sykes on that. Oh, no, she didn't say she said no OT tonight for me, baby. She said, I got you. I got you. I'm putting the whole team on my back. With like 0.5 seconds left to go, or something crazy like that. It was literally only time to in- uh, inbound the ball. Uh, Latasha Cloud had the best pass imaginable. You had JJ doing the jumping jacks at the daggone baseline. Not phased, okay? Natasha Cloud was like, whatever. I can see over your 6'6 behind, and I don't know how, but she did. And also over a 6'4 Brittany Stewart to who? To who? Great. <laughs> To Brianna, Brittany Sorry, I was about to say Brittany Sykes. But to, to Stewie, because I don't be calling her Brianna. I I'll I'll call her Stewie. But anyway, who did she pass it to? Who did she find? No other than Brittany Sykes, okay? What did she call herself on IG? Something, is it Brittany Bundles or something crazy like that? <laughs> but anyway, and I think I just had a flashback of, like, when I used to play 21 in, like, the park or with my cousins or whatever. And we would do like we would play like taps or whatever, and just even like with a regular ball, just playing taps. It made me think of that. I was like, what a nostalgic moment! What a way to to end the game! What a way to not go in overtime and a way to 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 beat the buzzer! It was just so many amazing things all on top of one in that moment. It was definitely a highlight of everything for me. Like it was like the highlight of the season for me. Like I think that I had to go at least goes down as one of my favorite highlights. For the season because Brittany Sykes first of all getting that much air second of all timing her jump like all of it we have to think about we have to literally break down like all that happened within those few seconds like it's it's basketball IQ and some got some of the uh, you know the basketball people might say oh it was the basketball gods well either way they were supposed to win that game because the way that they won that game was just the flyest, most dopest way you could win a game, and it be at the Barclays Center, and you over here beating the Liberty at home. They weren't. They were expecting that they were going to go into overtime. They really thought like Stewie had that layup at the end of the game. The you know the the cloud erupted. The crowd rather erupted. Everybody was going crazy. But cloud. Had that vision. She knew what was going on. I don't know if it was a play that was like written up. If it was, if it was a drawn up play and they practiced that and uh, practiced. That's amazing because even if it were to, you know, come to life after that, I was so excited. First of all, I'm excited right now, reliving it, just thinking about it because it was insane, and I'm so happy for Brittany Sykes. It was a huge shot. I'm like get big, get some because what are you kidding me? What a way to close it out and to go and take it into the uh, into you know playoffs and their matchup they're the first ones and we'll talk about that later. they're um, they're playing each other first round. so I'm so excited this has to this has to give the the Washington Mystics a lot of confidence going into the playoffs. And hopefully this gives Liberty some, you know, fire under their butts. And it's kind of, they have a, a bit of a chip on their shoulder they should. And I'm like, I was telling uh, Sam offline, I'm like, come on now. Y'all have to go ask uh, Brittany Sykes now. Because for her to make y'all lose like that, when you kind of thought that you at least were going to get a second chance at the game to, like, close it out on top and to lose in that fashion, I'm face guarding her all game. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> don't ask for any, anything else on the stat sheet besides stills, I'm getting blocks too, Blocks and stills all on freaking Brittany Sykes because that was disrespectful. But on the other side, for all the Washington fans like you, Sam, that had to have been the best thing since sliced bread. All I'm saying is it was it amazing. It
0: was crazy. And <laughs> made it even more epic was just the fact that, you know, they played New York in Washington in the first game of the season. Yep. And- some of our sophisticated spectators remember us talking about that in our what very first or second episode mm-hmm. um and talking about how dangerous Washington is and how just like disheveled New York looked having all that talent and not really knowing what to do with it and so seeing how New York has grown so much over the last few months and Washington just constantly being hit with like hurdle after hurdle after hurdle um And then for them to have, like, the storybook ending and win with a buzzer, it was just, like, you couldn't map it out any better. Like, not only did they start the season together, but then they ended the season together. Now they're going into the first round of the playoffs together. And I also have to, like, give extra kudos to Washington because they did all of this without Christy Tolliver and without Shakira Austin. Yep. So I can only imagine like how dangerous Washington is going to be come the 15th when they play their first game against New York. It's going to be scary because we know Washington at full strength is dangerous. We know that you have two guards in Natasha Cloud and Brittany Sykes that pride themselves on their intense defense, which yep. is what is going to be needed when you're defending like quick feet of Sabrina Yonescu. You're, you know, defending Brianna Stewart, you're defending John qual Jones, like all of these great players with these, you know, build either building resumes or already having great resumes. Um, Washington kind of has their work cut out for them. And so to, to start the season on a high and then go through all of these bumps and bruises along the way and then end this season on the high, I know that this has got to be so much momentum. And normally we would talk about, you know, New York being the number two team, like they're pretty much almost guaranteed a ticket to the finals, you know, yeah. but now we're looking at teams like Washington, that you know, because of all those bumps and bruises, maybe are not the, you know, actually the seventh seed, like they are seventh seed in terms of the standings and their wins and losses. Mm-hmm. But, their, their resume does not, you know, do justice to the amount of talent that they have on that team.
1: Mm-hmm. And I
0: think that another team that we had talked about earlier in the season that kind of has gone through a similar trajectory is L.A. Um, because we talked about earlier in the season, like how dangerous L.A. could potentially be with the, the people that they had on their roster, new coaching lineup they had some great talent out there and it just was like injury after injury after injury. And unfortunately we're not seeing them in the playoffs, which is really such a buzzkill because (laughs) I really was hoping to see them and they just could not get over the injury bug. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they were another team that started out hot. And then once the injury bug kind of hit them, like it was just kind of like a downward spiral for them and they kind of got it together. And then the injuries kind of started again Yeah. Kind of kept going and getting worse and worse and worse. And so that was a team that I was devastated to see not, you know, really be able to showcase their full potential because they have some great talent out there. And shout out to Kurt Miller. He was being a little petty. I just
1: <laughs> say it.
0: Jocelyn <laughs> agrees because yeah. he, you know, there was a the whole controversy of D'Erca getting traded from Vegas. And what her pregnancy, you know, how that played into, you know, Vegas's decision or allegedly it didn't, but then allegedly it did, you know? And so Kurt Miller went on social media and gave Dierica a shout out, you know, acknowledging her for playing in all 40 games this season, for being one of the heart and souls of the Sparks and, you know, doing, playing her game with such grace and elegance, even though she's only, what at this point 5 months postpartum being able yeah. to get your body in shape to be able to play at this high level I felt the shade I felt a little sting you know it was perfect but I also it, it she deserves major kudos um and so unfortunately like I said we won't see her in the playoffs but I think in terms of Washington and LA the sky is the limit for both of them and while you know everyone can has their assumptions on who is going to make the finals and who is you know ultimately going to win. I think that there are some teams like Washington and LA that are super dangerous if they are healthy and I'm excited to see Washington kind of shake things up a little bit and you know see what they can do with New York and at the very even if they don't win at the very least they are going to tire New York yes. out because they are no slouch. They are definitely underseeded. Yeah. And I am excited to see Shakira come back healthy. I'm excited that Ariel is back. I'm excited that EDD is healthy because that is going to be key for them. And so we ready. You know, our prayers are always with Christy Tolliver as she yeah. unfortunately tore her ACL, uh, which was super devastating. Uh-huh. Um, because once again, a non-contact injury is taking out such a key player And when we think of Christy Tolliver, we talked about her a little bit in terms of, you know, injuries and whether players should retire or not. She's one of those players that not only will give her all on the court, but even when she's on the sidelines is giving her all from her coaching perspective. Um, And so her voice is needed. I don't know if she's going to be traveling with the team to New York, but I know that her presence is felt. I know that Washington was like super devastated by that loss yeah. um and so i know that they are carrying that burden with them whether she's present on the sidelines or not and so we washington fans washington mystics players we're doing this for christy Tolliver. Yeah. a victory it might be a long shot but i think it's possible and we're gonna get into it later in our predictions but I'm 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 just so excited for them
1: i'm excited for them too sam like you know, and that's your team, and I'm I'm so happy for them. If anything, because if it if it didn't do anything for them, it had to have built you know built team morale for sure. Because you know, after Christy Tolliver getting hurt and and like getting hurt in such a crazy way, like like you said, no contact. It just it just happened that way. I don't know, maybe this is like that weird mojo or this weird catalyst that they might need to just kind of like dominate. I would be so ecstatic if they were to find a way in this three game series to pull it out over the Liberty. I think if anything, like you said, they are definitely going to uh, tire out the Liberty for sure, because they're not a sleeper team. And this is like a clean slate. Postseason, clean slate. We're starting game one. It's like fresh. We're starting fresh. It's like brand new. Okay. So it doesn't matter what the heck we did during regular season. This is now. And now is the time to shine and to act up. Okay. Act up, act out, be greater, level up. And that's exactly why we chose the song. It's all it's all for a purpose because listen. I still can't get over this shot. Like I just like if they're playing like that, they you're playing hungry, and and that's what I love to see during this time of the season. When when you're just playing and you're doing out of body things, that's when you know a team really wants it. They they have KT on her on their backs. They have her in their spirit, in their mind, and even in their play. They're doing ridiculous things that doesn't even make sense. That is wild to me. And to see how they come into this next, this first game on the 15th, I just can't wait. And I know, I know the the Liberty better be fired up because I'm fired up even for them. And I don't even, (laughs) well, I mean, good kudos to Stewie. No, I'm kidding. But no, I mean, the Liberty, let's be honest. They've really shown what we already said in the beginning. Once they figure it out, they're going to be a problem. And they became a problem. They're the second seed. And but the the Washington Mystics, like you said, because I have my doubts, I'm not gonna lie. You already know I had my doubts in the beginning of the season. But shut me up because they definitely beat my aces. So so you know for them to win in that fashion, I mean, again, Brittany Sykes didn't even have to dribble. She was in mid air and made the shot. And I mean, it wasn't like she was like right close inside. She was in the paint, but not super close where like that shot would have gone in like that took precision that took finesse that took skill that took bunnies i mean she had bunnies for days and if y'all are real ballers out here y'all know what bunnies means but i mean she was she had bunnies and she was hanging in the air for that and it was just supposed to go in so for moments like that kind of make me go ooh, i don't know because i sometimes the cinderella that the, just the basketball gods are on specific teams like, backs, or they're just on their side when it comes to, like, postseason play. like And that was definitely the gods in that moment. They were supposed to win that game. They wanted to end it and not go on OT. And if they're playing like that, they're going to be a problem for whoever else they meet. And I I think that this this actual series is going to be probably my favorite uh, to start off. All I know is that the Aces better sweep. But anyway, (laughs) going back quickly to Washington and Liberty... I want it to be super exciting. And that first game, I think, is going to definitely be, you know, kind of like the cursor for how the rest of the series is going to go. I mean, it's best of three. You either you win two and you're done. So I, I want to see if they'll end up going to a game three. I think they might because I think both teams are really won it. But it depends on how they show out and show up, come tip off on the 15th. That's what I really want to see. And I can't wait to see it. Okay, so
0: let's talk playoff scenarios since we kind of already got into it. Let's we can it. start with New York and Washington. I I want to say Washington. Mm-hmm. I I do think that New York is super dangerous. They've proven it all season long in their growth. I think that if Washington can make it to a game 3, they have a solid chance.
1: Absolutely. Because
0: they're doing two games in New York. If that third game happens, we're going to end up back in Washington. It, dangerous, you know. So, New York's best bet is to wrap it up at home because if it comes back to Washington, Washington fans are going to show out. It is going to be loud, it is going to be intense. They have lost there before this season, and so it is going to be very dangerous for New York. So I'm going to say, like you, it's going to be a hard fought match. I think that New York has to come out strong. They Mm -hmm. have to use the fact that they have home court advantage to their advantage. Absolutely. Because Washington, like we always talked about, prides themselves on defense, and they are going to be on them every step of the way. I'm excited to see Britney Sykes on Sabrina. Because we know that Sabrina is quick, but Britney Sykes is quicker. Quicker. She is. The smothering mm-hmm. in her defense. So I am excited to see that defensive pressure. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see two of the top point guards in the league, Courtney Vandersloot and Natasha Cloud, going head to head. Yep. So I'm excited to see a healthy Elena Deladon. It has been a very long time since we have seen a healthy Elena Deladon in the playoffs.
1: Playoffs, yeah. Even
0: when they won back in 2019, she was not 100%. She was literally in the locker room getting cortisone shots in her back like before the game.
1: That might <laughs> no, happen this season too. I mean, right now. It, be
0: it a might be a healthy Elena yeah. Deladon going into... The playoffs, she has fought so hard. And we know she had that stint in the middle where she wasn't healthy. She had some, you know, ankle injuries, knee injuries, tweaks here, there. But she is confident. She is strong. And so I'm excited to see her kick it up a notch because we know that one thing about Elena Deladon, like, yeah, she's injury prone. But something about the playoffs, she's like, I don't care. Like, give me the cortisone shots. Give me the ice baths. Put the, bike- <laughs> the- Put the bike on the bike course side because I'm gonna be riding the bike because my muscles are loose. Like I'm gonna do whatever I need to do for my team. And so I'm excited for that matchup. I think it's gonna be, like you said, the most exciting, the most dangerous. And it's honestly going to be telling uh. for the rest of the playoffs. Because if Washington can pull out a win in the first Ooh. round. It's going to completely change what I think a lot of people are anticipating because I think we know what everybody's kind of anticipating New York and Vegas, you know, At the, you know, so if Washington can pull out a win early on and beat them in the first series, it's totally going to change everybody's
1: trajectory. And I think that they have what it takes to do it. I think they can take out the Liberty now if they do it. But again, what does, what does Washington have? that the Liberty do not have. They have motive. The fact that Christy Tolliver went out late, I think that that is the catalyst. That is the deciding factor, I think, for them that could either make them or break them. And they showed on this past Sunday night that it's a it's more of a make. So, like, if we get into that first game, like you said, the sm- that was the best word you could use, Sam. Smothering defense of, of Brittany Sykes. And just the actual high court vision and IQ that uh, Nat- uh, Natasha Cloud has, it's going to be a problem and-, and everybody else plays their part. Obviously, like you said, EDD being healthy, getting shot up in between, whatever she needs to do. Because I think that th- there's just a different kind of mindset right now that you have to be in. There's a different kind of hunger level that you have to be in. And there's a different kind of heart you have to have. And yeah. I don't know if the Liberty have that straight off the bat. They can go out based off of talent. You already know Stewie's going to come and give you her, her amazing averages. The fact that she will get to her later on, but the fact that just have to say really quickly that she had like four 40 point games is insane. So if you get Stewie in her bag, which she normally does get into, especially in postseason for the playoffs where it all matters, that's going to be a problem. But if the if Washington plays all in one accord and everybody's playing well, not only on the offensive side but on defense, if they smother like a Sabrina and they make it real hard for Courtney Bandersu to like get the ball into where she needs to be, it's over for them. It really is because I noticed that when they have a lot of hard on the ball pressure the Liberty are. It's tough for them. It really is tough for them to yeah. to find their their points. They have turnovers, especially if they get it to Sabrina, because we already know Sabrina's just going to be ready to shut up shop and shoot. She's not going to be the best person to go to to handle the ball. She's not the best ball handler under pressure. At least for sure not because yeah. we saw what happened against LA when uh when LA was doing that double team spritz. Uh, blitz that was exceptional and i have to go back and say uh you know kudos to kurt miller on that game plan uh, defensively or whoever was the defensive uh, coach on that because it was impeccable if, if la didn't get gassed I, they could have won that game against liberty because the way that they were shutting down all the guards made it so hard that they couldn't even get the ball into the paint into the front court so it was amazing um so it again, you watch film and you see how to beat or just how to completely take away that three-point shot, I don't think Sabrina started to really score until the second half. If you can kind of shut that down where, like, the big scores, Stewie's always going to find her points. That's just always going to happen. But if you can limit Sabrina and all those insane threes, they have a high chance, and I think that they're going to come in with a very strong, high defensive, uh, you know, plan. And I think it could work. And it's just—it's just making sure that they have that heart, that grit, and they have that confidence that, like, yo, we can beat them. It doesn't matter by how much. It just matters if you get that W at the end of the series. And I really do think that the Washington—I think the Mystics can do it. But it's just if they—if they find a way to keep their defense all forty minutes, they have to, and they have to find a way to shut down Sabrina and make sure that Stewie is tough for her. Not maybe you can't contest every shot. But make sure that you're there at least, and you got to be on them rebounds. Do not give them second chances. Make them have to make those shots that they take. And if they find a way to do that, I think they win the series. We'll see. I forget that Washington
0: has pretty much kept their core intact um, since winning that 2019 championship. So they had EdD, They had Christy Tolliver. They had Natasha Cloud. They had Myesha Hines-Allen. They had Ariel Atkins, Shatori Walker-Kimbrough. They had Latoya Saunders, who's now assistant coaching on the bench. Eric Tebow, who their head coach is now, was their assistant head coach at the time. And his father, who was the head coach, is now the GM. You know, they had Tiana Hawkins. So a lot of their core has remained intact, and they've only become even more dangerous as they've gotten more experience and built that chemistry over the last few years. So... I think we both agree that they're going to be super dangerous for New York and both teams have to come out super strong if they want to win. So um, okay,
1: wait, if we have to pick an actual team, if we have to choose, who do you have? Who do you have winning the series between Washington
0: How both teams have been playing in the latter part of the season, I have to go Washington. Cuz as you mentioned like not only did they get did new york get beat by washington but if it wasn't for the fact that la was only playing with eight healthy players they would have been beat by could, LA. yeah you know they would have been beat by because they were up by like 20 points and as you said they got gassed because they didn't have a bench you know yeah. half their roster is is either injured or hardship contract you
1: right. know we're so even on the bench <laughs>
0: You know, so I definitely think that New York has not been playing as well as they had grown and Washington has only gotten better. And for that reason, I have to choose Washington.
1: Nice. Um, I would say let's play devil's advocate and, and go Liberty for me, but I'm just, I'm going to be with you, Sam, because I actually want this to happen. The secret. I'm still believing in it. Okay. Y'all speaking <laughs> of this existence. Come on, come on, mystics. Let's go. Let's, make the biggest upset of the whole series of the whole playoffs starting first round that would be insane but I'm ready to see that I'm ready to see that
0: I'm ready for it. okay so moving on <laughs> let's talk about one team that has gotten increasingly better this mm-hmm. season and one team that just can't seem to get it right and I'm talking Dallas and Atlanta. Yeah. Dallas has increasingly gotten better and better and better throughout the season, mm. and then you have Atlanta. Listen, <laughs> with us. Listen, they're there. They're there
1: and, they're
0: in the playoffs. They're they're in it. Yeah. But you know, we talked a few weeks ago about Tanisha Wright and this whole use of hmm. the challenges, and it's funny. I- i hear people are listening to the podcast because (laughs) we mentioned it and the next game she did what we told her not to do she played the (laughs) challenge early but then she went in the post-conference and said i made the mistake of playing my challenge too early she had her ears had to be ringing because we told her that she'd been playing her challenges too early but not only that atlanta cannot seem to figure out how to close out games they will be winning, winning, winning all the way until four minutes left in the game. And then all of a sudden they act like they don't know how to play. and oh they really? end up. So we have this one team that's like it gotten better and better and better and better. And they're young and they're hungry mm. and they've never won a first round playoff series. And then you have Atlanta who we thought that they had this re built team and they had all these pieces that they were putting together. They brought over Alicia gray and we thought that this is just going to be it. And it is still something that they can't seem to get.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, if they're again, if they're, they're here. So congratulations, applause, applause for the land dream that they clinched their spot in the playoffs. They're playing the wings can they beat them? I think they could if they play the best they could. I mean, out of the series, do I think they'll take it? No. But if they're playing at their best, each player playing their role, I think that they could close the, close out a game at least. I don't think they I don't I pray that they don't get swept, and I'm going to say they won't get swept, but I will say that the wings are going to pull this out because as you did state you know the wings really did just get better and better along the way. Um, they have they have to have their ears to the streets. They have to have that they, they have to be sophisticated spectators at this point, Sam, because it's starting to get kind of eerie how all of a sudden we come out with an episode and then the you know the peeps do exactly what we said he to do. Just <laughs> listen to us, all right? Listen, put us in, put us on the stab, give us a chat. Anyway, but um, uh, but no, like. <laughs> I'm just saying I think that the wings definitely turn it around if Arike is is playing like a team player with everybody and also doing that thing that she does because she does have that it factor she is a star she loves these kind of moments she thrives really in them she's not really one of those that's gonna choke and if she does she's gonna give you the business the next game if she doesn't have the best game like you know starting out in the fir- earlier on in the round and the um, in the series so, I think that they're ready to go. I think they also think the wings in their mind that everybody's kind of sleeping on them. I don't think they think they're going to, There's uh, people think that they're going to get that far. Agreed. I think that's a lie. I think that's a lie. And if they're ready and hungry, which I think that they are, I don't think that Atlanta stands a chance. But Atlanta has to play crazy well. They have to really go in with confidence. Miss Buckets herself has to come with all the buckets. She's got to be locked in on both ends of the court. Uh, Parker has to give us all she's got. Like, she's got to work that footwork. She's got to get those O boards and just boards, period. I think if they all play well and Coach is using her challenges wisely, and now now I'm kind of nervous because she might be a little wary to use them, but I hope that she figures out and she maybe asks her assistant coaches when to use it or just kind of go, let me run this by y'all right quick. Right now, because that's okay too. You're all a team. You're this is like this is the end all be all, okay? This is starting the, the, the jump of everything, and this is going to tell you if you're gonna be able to win or not. So you definitely wanna not go out in the first round. Nobody wants to go out in the first round. So um I really do hope that they find a way to get it together. If they play all 40 minutes the way that they start off games, they'll be great. They're gonna at least give give the wings a run for their money. But if the wings are playing like how they have been this, po- like, you know, near the end of the season in this post season, I don't know if the dream is going to stand a chance against them. So I'm voting wings for this series.
0: Okay. So when I think about Dallas versus Atlanta, I think about one, the benefit for Atlanta is that this is Alicia Gray's former team. Yeah. You know, so she's, Coming in, like, I'm playing against some of my former teammates, some of my former coaching staff. I got to make it count, you know. So on her side, we know how consistent she is. We know how reliable she is at getting that bucket. And so I think they are going to use that to their advantage. I think some of their disadvantages are uh, Dallas has a lot of height. They have a lot of presence in the paint. They signed Kalani to a hardship contract. They have... Um, Natasha Howard, who we have mentioned many times before. A they star. Superstar. Yeah. Multi champions. Mm
1: hmm.
0: Have uh, Tier McCowan, who is just yeah. shining in depth. And so that combination is dangerous. I think we also have to think about Satu Sabali.
1: Well, I love Sabali. Not her offline.
0: Yeah. But really has not been able to showcase her talents up until this season in particular, mostly because of injury. Mm -hmm. Um, And so now we are seeing all the potential that we have been waiting for, you know, and there's a reason why they call her the unicorn. You know, there was even talks um, when she came out of college because she was drafted second only to Sabrina, you know, and there were talks that did she actually deserve to be first, you know, because she was the unicorn even then, yeah. you know, so when we're talking X factor, we're talking about somebody like Asatu Sabali, you know, yeah. we're talking about Arike, you know, who back in 2019, when she got drafted felt some type of way about not being named rookie of the year, yeah. you know, after having a stellar junior and senior year in college and then having a stellar rookie season, not getting that rookie of the year nod, it really fueled her fire, you wow. know, and so. Yeah. She's ready to come out rocking. So I think that when I think about that, I also think about Atlanta is missing, you know, Nia Coffey, who is their main rebounder. And now they have Monique Billings and uh, Cheyenne Parker, both of which are not true centers. You know, mm-hmm. they both play that four or five position, but they really are most comfortable at the four. How and when you're come. playing a team like Dallas that has all of these bigs that are super impactful in the paint. I mean, Sam McCowan is like next level with her reach, with her extendability, with her ability to just get under the basket and snatch those rebounds. Um, And she plays a very aggressive game um, as does Kalani Brown. So when I think about that, as much as y'all know, I love my girl, Alicia gray. I'm going to have to go with Dallas.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, great breakdown, Sam, honestly, Absolutely. And again, like I said, the, these are the moments that are She lives for these moments, so she's no stranger to it. She loves like the the anticipation of like the pressure and she the loves- possible big stage. There's some players that I, that's why I say she kind of she has that it factor because there's some players that kind of choke in those stage on those stages, and there's players that literally thrive, like they they actually play better when it's more challenging. So I think that this is the time for the Wings. Uh, I think they might end up winning this, you know, all the way through. I don't think that they're going to sweep because I, I don't, I can't say that to my girl, Alicia, because again, she knows this team, um, but also they know her and she's only one. You're talking about one player against four or three. So, you know, like I think that at this point we we do kind of have to to weigh that and kind of look at it like, all right, well, let's be realistic here. And I think it is going to be the wings on this one.
0: Okay. So our next matchup is Connecticut versus Minnesota, Minnesota. I was a little disappointed with Mm. that they couldn't close out those last few games at the end of the season. I think on the flip side, many people, including us, have been very shocked with Connecticut and their ability to stay at the top of the standings in spite of losing quite possibly their biggest player, yeah. um, in Bree Jones very early on in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen her a lot on the on the sides, you know, uh, coaching her team, bringing the motivation, bringing the energy. Um, I also have to consider that these two head coaches. Are in the talks both for being coach of the year. Um, we have Cheryl Reeve, who obviously has a track record of winning, going even before Minnesota, um, because she did coach under Bill Lambeer with the Detroit. Um, so she knows how to win, you know. And we, I mean, I could rattle off the list of greats that she has coached, but specifically in Minnesota, we think Maya Moore, we think Simone Augustus. um, Sylvia Faust huh? Rebecca Brunson, yeah. Um, so, and that's just the starting five, you know. But even going yeah. a little deeper, uh, Natasha Howard from yeah. Dallas, yeah, won rings in Minnesota, you know. um Renee Montgomery, one of the owners of the Atlanta Dream, played yeah. for Minnesota, it's you amazing. know. So she knows how to take talent mm-hmm. and produce a championship. You know, and so Minnesota has some great pieces, obviously, Nafisa Collier being the core of that team. We've seen the impact of Diamond Miller, which has been amazing because I think early on, Cheryl Reed was criticized for potentially not being able to facilitate the growth of
1: players. By us, too. (laughs) But <laughs> let's talk and so about it. So we have
0: seen Diamond come back from that ankle injury and completely just seamlessly work her way in. We've shouted her out before. Um, Kayla McBride, who we have also talked about before, has now signed an extension on her contract, and so yeah. she is ready to take it to the next level. And she might be a little hungry because she is a former is. AC player. that left just before they won a championship. So I know that she's hungry to get something of her own. We have Tiffany Mitchell from South Carolina, who is in her first season outside of the Indiana fever. (laughs) Chains have been broken and she is free from Indiana. And she is trying it out with a new team. So she's in the playoffs now. And so this team has completely transformed from being a team that started out 0-6. (laughs) <laughs> and is now the number six seed, oh, my goodness. I can't even – I'm I'm blown away by that, you know? And then on the other side, we have Connecticut, who – I mean, we know the, the players that are there. Alyssa Thomas, DeWanna Bonner. You know um, – Leading the charge. <laughs> um, and then they have a great bench. She Steph White has been utilizing their bench very well, especially in the absence of Bree Jones. Yeah. So we've seen a lot of productivity from them. And they are hungry yeah. because they have been to the playoffs many years. Effectively, before. yeah. Really yeah. After it's been probably like six or seven years consecutively that they've been to the playoffs and they have not Mm -hmm. been able to clinch a title yet. They have been to the finals before they went to the finals last year.
1: Yep. They just
0: could not hold of it. Um, And so this is kind of like redemption for them because they're, they're now like Washington. They're doing it for their player. That's out for the season. They're trying to bring home that ring. Steph White, has been to the finals before. She has won a ring before with Indiana in her first in in the WNBA. She has really shown up and shown out in her first season. They got my girl Breon January as an assistant coach. (laughs) They are a powerhouse. They are hungry. They're going to be dangerous. This one is going to be a little bit tougher for me to choose who I think will win. So I want to hear your thoughts before I make my final decision.
1: Yeah, I mean, great points, Honestly, I really love the way that uh, the Lynx have been playing. You know, t- towards the tail end of the season, yeah, they hit they hit some rocks, and they, I was disappointed in them losing some of those games at the end. But, but for the most part, if we were to give most improved team, it would definitely I would definitely give it to the uh, Minnesota Lynx for uh-huh. sure. Especially considering, like their track record of, like you know, back in the day, back in their heydays, like you said, the dream teams that that reason had, and even like us having to eat our words around, like could she mold a player like Diamond Miller? And that fact that we have to also give kudos to Diamond Miller herself because what a player she is, and what a bounce back that she came, you know, back into the game after the injury earlier on in the season, and just completely dominated she was like a player that you had to guard that you know she may plays not only for herself but for a team and I, I really i really i'm really looking forward to the mcbride yes like you said the, the the contract extension i think she's on another level of hungry for sure and i think she kind of has that that uh that just that vision of like what she needs to do during this time of the season and, and again i keep saying this but this is the time where in this postseason. Right now, during playoffs, this first round even is what makes or breaks certain players. Your some players are just going to shine out of nowhere. Where I can't wait to start talking about breakout stars in this, like you know, and during the playoffs because there are going to be there are going to be people that are just going to step up and show out, and this is their time. It happens time and time again, and dare I say, it might happen in Minnesota. It might happen for the Lynx. Who knows? Because Reeves has things up her sleeves, especially by getting to the playoffs, where she probably didn't even think she they had a chance in the beginning when especially when they were 0 for 6, like you said. But the fact is it's not about how you start, it's how you finish. And they made it to the playoffs. So I think the matchup is a good matchup, first off. Now will the sun, now with the sun, I kind of felt like they were getting a little gas towards the end, to be honest with you. Uh, the, but the coaching staff is impeccable. So I think that she's going to have these ladies ready to go. Their bench is, is kind of deep for me. Like, I think if any out of all of the, the entire league, I think the Sun have the best bench. Because honestly, when you put in a Ty Harris, even uh, a DeJanae Carrington, like when she finally got back healthy, you're starting to see, you know, what they have in their arsenal. And if they're all playing focus, if they're all on the same page and they're all, you know, knowing what they have to do on offense and on defense, they're going to be also, again, a team that's consistently an issue. It's consistently a problem when it comes to playoff time, semifinals and finals. So, yes, like you said, Sam, they're hungry. They have – they've been here. They consistently get here, and they just can't close it out. Like a team, like you said, like Atlanta Dream, can't close out wins. They can't close out – the Sun have trouble closing out recently – the whole entire game like you know the whole entire season and it's like finish out finish out on top so i mean at is gonna give it all if they stay healthy and i pray they do i pray there's no more no i just want everybody to play their best game because they're all healthy ready to go every team no matter who they are even the ones i don't really care about, <laughs> to be honest with you hate to say it but it's the truth i'm being honest with y'all sophisticated spectators but anyway yeah, honestly, for this one, it will be kind of hard, but I'm going to give mine, and I'm going to say the Sun are going to pull it out some kind of way.
0: Okay. I'm going to say Connecticut with a caveat. Yeah, I'm going to say that Connecticut has to win both games at home. Ooh. It I If it's going to go to game three, and they go back to Minnesota. I'm I will say that it's going to be very difficult for Connecticut to win because – Target Center is dangerous. Yeah, Reeve lives off of home court advantage. Yeah. She knows how to operate in a home environment. Minnesota fans are loyal to the death.
1: Yeah, they are crazy too. They're they're a little crazy. Connecticut, <laughs> so
0: with the caveat that they have to win it at home in two games. If they go to game three. It's going to be very difficult for them to win.
1: I think it's going to go to a game three in this series, and I think it's going to be one of those crazy biting your teeth like to towards the end. Like it's going to be back and forth towards the end in a, in game three. So, okay. but I think the sun will. Be- I, I, I can live with that. Game three nail biter. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a nail biter, and I can't wait because I love those.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, the moment we've been waiting for. Last, but certainly not least. Absolutely not least. (laughs) Let's talk about Vegas versus Chicago. Now, Chicago slipped in there at the last minute. It was neck and neck between them and LA. and LA lost. Chicago pulled out that win. Literally, the penultimate game. And their own fate into the playoffs they have had such a rocky road only three players returning from their roster from last year one of which again is out for the season now with the season ending injury devastating loss and Rebecca Gardner we've also seen her a lot on the sidelines especially recently as she's in the recovery phase of her healing um We've seen how Kalia Copper operates. We've seen her be that assassin. We've seen her go off. Um, They've also had coaching changes, which we talked about earlier in the podcast season. James Wade quitting abruptly and shifting to the NBA, moving to Toronto. And so... They have a lot of new pieces, but a lot of great pieces. And I think their entire season has always been like, how can we get these pieces to work together? How can we get the pieces of the puzzle to fit? They've got Marina Mabry, who we know could be an assassin from the three. Um, like I said, Kalia Copper. They've got Courtney Williams, who can, is a beast in her own right. Um, Dana Evans, who is in talks of maybe being most improved player. Um, who no matter how much time she gets, it always seems like it's never enough shine. They've got, uh, Alana Smith, who is also in talks of maybe being a most improved player first season in Chicago, but came out of Phoenix. Um, I mean, I could go on and on and on, but those are the people that I'm thinking about as like X factors in the game. Um, we know that they just won a title two years ago, but the roster was completely different. We know Candace Parker was there. We know Azaree Stevens was there, Steph Dolson, Courtney Vandersloot. Um, so that roster has completely changed. Um, and they also had James Wade who has, you know, now transitioned over to the NBA. So a lot of changes going on for Chicago and then on the other side. The defending champions, the Las Vegas Aces, they have been number one since (laughs) the beginning. They are the epitome of dangerous. And when we're talking MVP, which we will after we get through this matchup, Asia Wilson is (laughs) dangerous. And so when I'm thinking about their roster, we've talked very extensively about Vegas and what they've needed to do in the absence of Candace Parker. We have seen a little bit more efficiency in Kia Stokes, which we love. Um, yeah. We've seen uh, Becky Hammond use her bench a lot more. So we've seen our beloved Sid Colson in the game early on in the quarter. We've seen Kayla George, we've seen Kirsten Bell, uh, we've even seen a little bit of Elena Coates late yeah. in the game. So she, Becky Hammond, has become more comfortable with using her bench um, out of necessity, but I think yeah. that it is working.
1: Work, literally,
0: <laughs> you know. So we have Jackie, who has improved her game from the three. We we're seeing Asia Wilson now starting to embrace once again the three um we know chelsea gray can put the team on her back we have seen kelsey plum and her ups and downs and her highs and lows this season we've seen her shoot the lights out we've seen her struggle to shoot the lights out um so we've seen all sides of this team we've seen them win by a lot we've seen them unfortunately lose by a lot and they're definitely playing with the chip on their shoulder you know especially in light of You know, a lot of people anticipating them playing New York. They know that that is their biggest competition. So they are coming in hungry. They are looking to repeat. We know how difficult that is in a playoff series that only has eight teams. So I'm just going to go right on and say, I say Vegas, they have home court advantage all the way. They're going to use that to their advantage. Vegas knows how to sell tickets those seats are going to be packed it is going to be loud i honestly don't know that chicago
1: stands a chance now if we take out the so let me so first of all let me say very well said again um but let me go to the shy so chicago i think they have a lot to give as far as the, if we go first game, right? First game, first quarter. I think if the aces don't don't come out strong, it could it could look a little it could look a little like scary in the first quarter, you which as, about- which has been happening a lot. And for the most part, the the sky come out real hot. They do. They come out hot, especially now in this stage. Again, Copper, she loves the stage. Williams loves the stage. So again, you got players, you have players that definitely aren't afraid of the crowd, okay? And it's not going to get to them. What will get to them is how, if their shots are falling, not so much Williams, but Copper. If we take out Copper's confidence, just the slightest, or just kind of get her a little aggravated, she gets hot-headed. And if you know how to play your team, and, and I didn't mention this, but I think the the one up that every team has, if they utilize it properly, almost every player that's been injured, if they're constantly in these huddles, if they're active on the bench, every team on all of these so for the Sun, if we got a Bree Jones that's active on the bench as far as vocalizing what she's seeing and all of that, I think the, that could be the deciding factor for a lot of these teams. In this case for Vegas, it's gotta be Candace. Candace has my girl can Candace has to be there from start to finish. I mean, from the first round to the end. And I think if all of our team, if all of our players are playing right, I'm talking Jackie's driving, getting her shot off, feeling confident to let it fly from three. If Kelsey, if she's struggling from three first uh, earlier on to like quickly adapt and go hard on defense, not get beat, play smart on defense, because the guards for the shy are fast, and they're not stupid, and they're super athletic, and they're taller. So, at least taller than uh, Kelsey. So, you know, she has to play smart. She can't get beat. Because I think if just just how just how you gotta get in Copper's head, if you get in Plum's head, she's kind of done. Let Let's be honest. Especially the way she's been shooting from three. Like this most recent game against the Mercury, she's been she's shot better. So I think she felt good about that. But where her pocket is, it seems like this season. It seems like where it might be this postseason, unless you know she's shooting in the gym literally. Uh, I think it's going to be her drive, her or her drawing kick. I think that if she works on and just focuses on, not even work on, but just focuses on just finishing, I think she's going to be lethal if she if she drives. I don't think they're going to be able to stop her and not foul her. So she's going to need to be real. She really needs to work on is the free throws and make sure she hits all of them. Um, when it comes to Chelsea, if Chelsea is just, they're obviously going to, they're going to they're going to double triple team Asia and they're going to try to double or, or double, uh, Kelsey whenever they can. So, uh, Chelsea rather. So whenever that happens, they just have to make sure that the spacing is right. I think that the aces are, are good on cruise control until they probably hit, uh, until they hit either if they hit Washington or if they hit the sun or if they hit, obviously they're, you know, hit Liberty. I think that if they play their game top notch, they are unbeatable. They will beat themselves. I keep saying that the Aces will beat themselves if they don't rebound and if they don't play their game. Period. For the Shy, I think the Shy, I don't know if they could get a game. If the if the Aces are playing and at a level that they know they need to be playing, and that they're already like confident and not even in each other but in themselves, they're they're the Shy don't have they don't have a chance. But If the shy come out and they feel confident, they will give the aces a a run for their money. I'm sure that the 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 shy will win quarters. They might win. I'll give you this. They might win that first quarter and they might win that second quarter. They're not winning the last two. That's it. I'm talking quarters. I'm not talking games. I'm talking quarters. (laughs) So you know, like, and I'm not saying that they're gonna get blown out. I don't think that. I don't think that at this point in in the in the uh in the postseason, like starting first round, I don't think that teams are gonna get crazy blown out but i do think that you know if the aces are playing the way that they we know they can uh they don't stand a chance so i'm going vegas for sure perfect
0: <laughs> well <laughs> speaking of vegas we have three front runners one of whom comes from vegas for mvp and i say 3 because it is a solid 3 but I feel like there have been two that have kind of pushed away towards the head of the pack. Um, And that is of course, Asia Wilson and Brianna Stewart. Um, I have to give a nod to Alyssa Thomas as being the third. And we kind of talked about this earlier. Bronze medal is not bad. Bronze medal is great. When you are on the podium, When you are third, you are on the podium, you still get a medal, you still get your national anthem sung, but I use the analogy of attract me. And, you know, when you're running, there's that moment where you see the separation and you start to see the leader kind of like pull away from the rest of the pack. And for me, at least it has been neck and neck between Brianna Stewart and asia wilson i think that every time you think like oh brandon stewart has another like 40 point game like is she edging her then asia wilson comes and she's like oh i'm gonna do a 53 point game and then she takes the edge and so it's constantly been like lining up the stats and looking at the teams and looking at who is truly the most valuable to their team um and so i really think that it is really between the two of them in terms of who's going to come out on top. And this is not my biased opinion. This is me speaking honestly. I think that when you're talking most valuable player, you have to pick the person that is most valuable on the best team in the league right now. The Aces have been, like I said, number one from the jump. They are doing things that no other team has ever done in the history of the league. They are the first team to record 30-plus wins in a season. Yeah. They are right now in a push for a back-to-back. They are playing at a level that I like, I am amazed to see, and I think years from now we'll look back and feel honored to witness this phase of basketball as I was back when Minnesota had their dynasty. I think that they are setting up to where they are the next dynasty, you know? And so when I think best player in the league, I have to go with the best player on the best team. And for me, that's the franchise player, Asia Wilson. I think that she is doing things that, Years from now, we're going to look back and think it is insane that she was doing this only four years in, only three years in, only now six years in. The the way that she has just completely transformed her game is impeccable. The way that she has quickly adapted to everything that has been thrown at her. And it's crazy because... I was watching um a live that she was doing on Instagram with her best friend Alicia Gray. <laughs> and they were grading themselves on how well they thought they were doing, you know, in this in through the season so far. And so Alicia asked, Asia, you know, what would you grade yourself? You know? And here goes Asia Wilson. I'll give myself a B. And of course, all the listeners were like, a B. <laughs> <laughs> At least like I'm I'm your opponent, but I would at least give you an A. Like I'm yeah. not gonna give you an A plus, but All you're right. like the A, you know yeah, it's at least bare minimum. Okay, but A she said that even in as great as she has become, she is still able to identify ways in which she wants to grow. And her coach is able to identify like, and I want you to incorporate that. I want you to do this better. I want you to do this stronger. And so every day she strives to be better, faster, stronger than she was the day before. And when I think MVP, I think of someone that has that level of hunger, someone that has self-proclaimed that she wants to be when she retires one day. Known as one of the greatest, if not the greatest, to ever play in the WNBA, that is something that only an MVP can strive for. Some people just want to be on a roster, you know. Some <laughs> people want to you know? get on the bench. And then have you know, Wilson, that's like I'm, I'm possibly one of the best players in the league right now, but I still grade myself a B, you know, because yeah. I still see myself growing and getting bigger and better. And so I have to give it to her because when i think franchise player when i think where the aces would be without her i mean she was the first player ever drafted in the aces franchise and so when i think about all of that there's no other person that i would even consider giving it to i think i think their stats her stats just speak for themselves
1: It does. And I mean, she has a statue. Come on. Anyway, (laughs) I mean, you already know y'all where my loyalty lies. Come on, sophisticated spectators. We, We talked about this from Jump Street. I love the kind of charisma that she brings to the game on and off the court every, uh, you know, post game press conference, I am super excited to just listen to what she has to say, especially if she's in it. And most of the time she is because she's just so much fun. And then not only is she fun to listen to in an interview, or just recapping the game, she's humble. And she's so much fun to watch on court. Like, I mean, let's not forget, like, even Becky had said this when she was, when she first started with the Aces, how she, you know, had a shoot around with with Asia and she just saw how beautiful her shot was. I think Asia has, like, the best, like, shot as far as form goes and just swag even. Like, I was just watching her play this, uh, you know, this past game against the Phoenix Mercury and just how the poise of her shot is how confident it looks when she when it releases from her hands and also how I always think that like it's going in whenever she misses I'm just kind of like shocked honestly because it's all there and I think she's just one of those players that is so humble and and, and being a, a, a not even just a leader on the court but also she's coachable still at this level. You know, you already know that this is – she's already, I think, the GOAT. Like, she's already a GOAT now in this right. And I think, if anything, if you want to call her GOAT, you can call her baby GOAT, whatever, fine. You know, five years in, she's coming up next year on her sixth year in, and she's just taking the league by storm. You can't talk about the WNBA and not mention Asia Wilson. But I can't, I can't say, you know, we, we've said enough so much about Asia – I think she should get it, but I will be it would be remiss of me not to say anything about Stewie. Stewie, let's not forget, uh, like I said earlier, and I think we talked about it offline too, four she had four games where she was scoring forty points. That's crazy to me. Who's doing that? And again, also Stewie, as we know, uh UConn alum. Uh Stewie, we could see even in her collegiate years how she was just getting better each year it was crazy how fast and the, like the magnitude of how fast and quick she was getting better and then once she got to the league it just it just all came out you know like her stardom she has that it factor as we talked about as we talked about earlier with Enrique Brianna Bri- uh, Brianna Stewart she has that she has this Stewie has that period and I think she's not only great at what she does but she's smart too she's not only just hitting you with Shots from anywhere. She Stewie can shoot from anywhere. She can shoot from a three. She can give you some some post moves on in um in the paint. She can drive too. She can also dribble. I mean, it's un it's unheard of too by her height. Like a lot of times, you we think of like Candace Parker who's able to do all things. I think of a player who can like play all uh uh you know all positions on the court on the court. I think that's like a great player, and Candace is that. But I think Stewie definitely has that in her. You know, we've seen Asia uh, bring the ball up, go coast to coast from in line to end line and scoring. But I feel like Stewie can live in and out of that no matter what. Like if tomorrow they ask Stewie, maybe you got to play point. Like she'll probably look at you crazy, but she'll do it. And I think she'll do great at it. You know, so uh, Stewie, again, it's, it's definitely neck and neck. I, honestly, as far as just like what they can both do and what they bring to the game period, not even just to their teams, but just to the league. In in and of itself, and then then you have Stewie, you know, starting a league outside of the W. Uh, I think I think it's just it just goes to show like what the caliber of of just a great valuable player looks like, and they those two are the poster children for that. At also, don't get me wrong, I love me some At, and I think what she's doing is just unheard of. And uh, we talked about it offline, Sam. That. I think if those labrums weren't had, weren't an issue, I think we would see her averages go far up, and she could be averaging legitimately, uh, double, uh, triple doubles every game, damn near every game. So you know that's not nothing to, to like not start at. You know, I think that yeah, if if uh, uh, at wasn't in the game, I think the, the sun would definitely have an issue. I really do. Um, but when we look at the level of where of where Brianna Stewart and asia wilson is compared to 18 yeah it's just a it's a bit it's a step up on that on the staircase to stardom um but don't get me wrong the nod i wouldn't be mad like it'll be crazy if she wins over asia but i wouldn't be mad if she did honestly i wouldn't be mad if either either, of any of them won like any of those top three won um but like it's got to go to asia for sure (laughs) it's got to go to asia
0: Okay, so we're in agreement with that. I think we're also in agreement with this next conversation, which is most improved player. Yeah. We have to give
1: it to Jordan Canada. It's got to go. It's got to go to her, hands down. I remember (laughs) Jordan
0: Canada in college at UCLA, and she just had this, like, spark about her. You know, she was confident. She was leading the team. I remember her and Monique Billings were just a dynamic duo out
1: there. Yeah,
0: She got drafted by Seattle and it it was like, okay, she's this point guard and now she's going to be mentored underneath Sue Bird, you know, like it it doesn't get better, you know, and we didn't see her play as much as we would like. And it was almost as if she spent her entire time in Seattle, just finding her way. You know, I never really got the sense that she was truly confident in her identity as a pro player, Mm -hmm. you know? And so she gets traded to LA. She ends up, um, this past off season signing a training, uh, contract. Uh, yeah. And, um, and so she literally was like one foot in, one foot out. Like I could be in, but I could also be out the league, you know, yeah. team camp is really that point where it's like either you win or you out, like you good or you get cut. It is what it is, you know? Yeah. And so it was do or die, you know? And so Jordan really had to find her inner self. Yeah. And she talked a lot this season about how she has found her confidence that she's not trying to play anybody else's game. She has found confidence in her own game and her own abilities. And it's, it shows, you know, in the way she has carried L.A., leading the league in steals, mm-hmm. impeccable you yes. know, she has truly become a leader. We talked even about earlier how now she is mentoring Zaya yeah. in LA and Zaya looks to her as like a big sister. Like, I want to be like you type of figure. Like, I want to yeah. learn your game. I want to yeah. learn your style. I want to be where you are five years from now, 10 years from now. Um, and so it has been such an honor to see her grow into her own. Because I think a lot of times when you get drafted to play underneath a great player, like a Sue Bird, you're you, really not going to see that. The court to unless the person retires or yeah. traded, you know, because yeah. something's got to give, you got to get your shine on, you know? And so the opportunity came in LA as she really took the bull by the horns and we're seeing like that old Jordan Canada that has that fierceness, that has that toughness, that has that will to win. Which is why I said I hate that LA could not clinch uh, the playoff spot. Yeah, but we know that it's there now. You know, mm-hmm. we know that all the pieces are there. We need some health, we need some wealth, <laughs> but you all the, the wealth there and hands down most improved player I know that there's so many other people that we could be talking about in terms of most improved player I think the greatest debate is Satu yeah and her growth in Dallas and we can get into a little bit of why I don't say Satu but hands down Jordan Canada if she doesn't get it I will be on the floor
1: yeah it, I mean, if they had to give it to somebody else, it would only it could be uh, a 2. But yeah, like you said, we'll get into that because I don't even think it fits for her. But at the end of the day, I, I first of all, it was foreshadowing, like you said, she had that spark. I mean, she went to the sparks and that's what she needed. And not only is she like like you said, she held and made sure that the L- L.A. even made it as far as they did. You know, the fact that she had to find her confidence and she became a starter and she became a mentor and she was putting up all the points that she needed to. She was giving you assists. She was giving you steals, leading the league. And, you know, it was just kind of like, and she's doing it all at 5'6". Just saying, doing it for the shorties. I have to say it again. But, you know what I mean? Like, this is for a player that, like, you know, let's be honest, the league is not really shining a light on these shorter players that are guards that are really making a splash because not a lot of them do they just get drowned out or just overshadowed literally and figuratively speaking. So, you know what I mean? And the fact that Canada came in this season and just showed out and showed what she could do and found her confidence. That is so important. And again, like about basketball or really any sport, it's a lot of mental before it's any sort of physicality. You got to put yourself in that mindset and that perspective of saying, listen, I can do this, I belong here, I can lead a team, I can be a point guard, I can figure it out for our team, put them in the right spaces, and also create uh, shots for myself. You know, it was wonderful just watching her evolve from just the start, of the, the first tip-off of the uh, first game of the season to, you know, to the end, you know what I mean? So, yes, it was super disappointing that they didn't make it because I thought they would have been great to see in the playoffs. Um, and I really wanted to see them play at least one, one game with uh, Vegas because, you know, redemption for Hamby. But anyway, <laughs> I love my aces, but Hamby. I mean, I I just got to call it what it is. But anyway, you know, Jordan definitely should receive that uh, most, value, most improved player because it, it shouldn't go to anyone else. Dana Evans, like we talked about before, exceptional player as well. I don't think it's her time yet. I think it's Jordan's time. And what better time than now to give it to her?
0: Yeah. And so for those of y'all out here that are going to say, well, what about Satu (laughs) Savali?" Let's start out by saying that we are both Satu fans. Okay. No love lost. Yes. But there's like this ongoing debate on social media, like Jordan Canada, Satu Sali. Jordan Canada, Satu Sali. And honestly, Satu Sabali has grown, but she's always been that girl. Let's not forget that when she was coming out of college, they called her the unicorn. Mm-hmm. Like, she's always been that girl. And there was even debate because she was drafted second in 2020 after only after Sabrina, who was her teammate at Oregon. Yeah. There were some people that were upset that Sabrina went before Satu because she was just that deserving. And the mm-hmm. only reason that she is just now performing at the caliber that she has and not, you know, four years ago or three years ago was because she's been injured. Injury. You know so- this this is not most improved. This is I'm finally healthy enough to be able to show y'all but I what I can
1: do already
0: inside of me this entire time. Right. She belongs she belongs on the All WNBA team. Absolutely put her on there. Put her on. This is not most improved. This is I'm not finally healthy enough to showcase everything that I've got. And we yeah. have been enjoying the performances. We have been enjoying the fruits of her labor. Because Dallas would not be Dallas without Satu.
1: Absolutely not. Absolutely would not. I, and, you know, we gave a breakout star to her before. I mean, it would be remiss of us to not even to, – to mention the wings now and not mention Satu Sabali. It would be crazy. You know, like, she is a big part of that team. Her health is a big part of why they're even here, too, as well in the playoffs. And I think that she's going to show, I think, if let's just call it right now, some of our even, like, our shining stars that's going to show up and show out in this playoffs, I think she's one of them. So, yeah, I mean, most improved. Nah, baby, it's already been. It's already been proven, okay? She's already proved it to y'all. And, like, maybe, yeah, like you said, this season, she's finally been healthy enough long enough for us to see what she could do. She like you said, number uh number two uh overall pick. Uh come on now. Like obviously she's putting in the work and she already knew that she could. It's just she had to stay healthy. And now if next season she stays completely healthy, we're going to see that difference and be like, all right, yeah, she was already putting up because her numbers her numbers are crazy. I don't have them her stats in front of me right now. But I know her numbers are definitely up there. And we talked about it. I talked about it before. So just rewind, y'all. Go back to the couple of episodes before. <laughs> Go back. If you really are true one, if you're really sophisticated, sophisticated spectator, you know. But anyway, yeah, I mean, I think that Satu should definitely, you know, make an uh, all-WNBA team for sure because, duh, that doesn't make sense if she wouldn't be. Put it on there so you can put it on her about her about a Satu Sabli section on WNBA. Okay? Put it on there, damn it. We already know. She's not most approved. She's been proved. She's been proven to be the best of the best. And that's why she's in the playoffs now. So can't wait to see her show out and perform in the playoffs because she's gonna, she's gonna give it to us. She's gonna give it to everybody.
0: Oh yeah. So I'm excited for all of these matchups. I'm excited for the playoffs, which leads us to our special announcement. (laughs) (laughs)
1: drum roll please
0: (laughs) so we have decided that we want to take these conversations that we have in between episodes and we want to make them live for you guys to enjoy our sophisticated (laughs) not so sophisticated banter (laughs)
1: live during
0: the game live During the games, we're doing one game at minimum per series. So at minimum, we're going to be doing four games over the course of the first round. Who knows if we get to some game threes, we might slide in another live because we just can't get enough of the action. (laughs) So stay tuned to our Instagram page, Mm -hmm. beyondthebleachers underscore, where you can find out when we're going live what time, what games. We want you guys to hop on, give us your thoughts. Who knows, we may let a couple fans, sophisticated spectators pop in and give their little two cents during the games. But we're just going to have a good time with it and we're going to show you all the conversations that we have behind the scenes, some of which you guys might already be having in your own homes or with your friends and family. Um, so we are excited to, you know, endeavor in this. And the sky's the limit now because now you guys are going to catch us on live and you're going to get our real raw and honest opinions on these games in the moment. You might see Jocelyn screaming (laughs) her head off because that's what she's normally doing. You might see me trying not to bite my nails because (laughs) I'm a definite nail biter, (laughs) especially when I get nervous. And so you might see me jumping up and down in the camera because I get to yelling sometimes, and it's just gonna be a good time. So, like I said, stay on our Instagram page where you yeah. should, of course, follow, like, comment, DM us, all of those other things, but also yeah. join us on live yeah. <laughs> and share. But join us on live because we want to have a good time and enjoy the games with everybody else. Because yeah. what else is there to do in September? Then watch playoff basketball.
1: Duh. I mean, you know we're going to be watching, and we know y'all should be watching. Y- y'all are going to be watching, so come on over. You know, find us over at uh, BeyondTheBleachers underscore on IG, and let's get the conversation going. Tell us if y'all are anticipating any matchups. Who do y'all have? You know, tell us. Let us know. Like, Who do y'all have in the first round going up? You know, we got, we have the Lynx versus, what? Well, we have the Lynx versus the Sun. We have the Atlanta Dream versus, who are they going to use? Dallas. Dallas. And then we have the Sky versus Vegas. Okay, so come on. Tell us who y'all got. Do y'all agree with us? Do you not agree with us? Come with some good, you know, backup evidence and like some stats and then, you know, then you can talk. But no, honestly, just let us know what you guys are feeling, how you guys are, you know, are looking at these games, who you're anticipating, who you have winning it all, uh, we want to hear from y'all, and I can't wait to go live with y'all because we get crazy. I get crazy. New y'all. York fans, make sure you
0: troll us so we can use that fuel and will Washington to a victory. So New yes. you're a Liberty fan, we are predicting an upset, so we want to hear from you. We need some rivalry. <laughs>
1: yes, we need some rivalry, some good, some playful. But keep it nice, though. We're not mean, so keep it nice. But, yes, we definitely want that, that back-and-forth banter. That'll, that'll be a lot of fun. <laughs> so
0: jocelyn i guess for now i will catch you on instagram on our yes! live this week we'll see you next weekend with another episode of beyond the bleachers until then bye y'all later